0: Those pictures of Dane Cook with plastic surgery.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he got plastic surgery? That's new. Whoa! He looks like... Uh, <laughs> he looks like uh, the Superman avatar from Drawn Together. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Hero? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're looking
2: yeah. at pictures of Dane Cook with plastic surgery... I think he might have just changed over time. And I also think that makes you happy, Dane. You know, more power to you. Um, Welcome to Dude Soup. I'm your host for this week, Elise. I'm joined by John and Adam. Hello. Thanks for being here, guys. Today on the show, we're talking about next-gen AAA game prices. They could be $70 and up? What? Who's got that (laughs) kind of money? Uh, Will gamers be able to open their chain wallets? We don't know. We're going to find out. Plus, we're reminiscing about some of the games we enjoyed in summers past. The games that got us through, you know, the sweltering heat and uh, the lack of school.
0: Did you have <laughs> sweltering heat in Canada or was oh, it yeah. just nice? On-
2: no, Ontario can get really humid and hot. There was just a heat wave last week, like well, 40 degrees Celsius with the, humi- <laughs> th- with the Humidex.
0: The color Come me on, impressed. Adam. 40 degrees I don't know Celsius? This- It's all up north, near that all where all the ice comes from. Did you also think (laughs) that as a kid when you saw that map of Antarctica and it looks like water is coming out of it? It has like a little tail. No, no, it's in the south. south. (laughs) I know, I know, but on the map, if you look at it, I always was like, I was like, oh, that's where water comes from. It comes out of Antarctica.
2: Look at this (laughs) on a map. Yeah, well, you have to you have to
0: look at the globe version, and then oh, I see. Okay. Look, I was a young 19-year-old learning all sorts of <laughs> new things about the world. That water doesn't come out of a continent that's basically just a frozen tectonic plate.
1: I mean, it you does know. now. Oh, global warming.
2: The Arctic <laughs> is the Arctic is the largest desert. It's technically a desert.
1: Or a tundra. Does that just mean I that I there's know. no life there or something?
2: It means because of the rainfall, the average rainfall, because, oh. and you might be thinking like, but it's covered in ice, it's covered in like frozen mm-hmm. water, but it just stays frozen. So it doesn't you really have like that level of rainfall.
1: Have you seen The Thing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> also on the show today, I'm introducing a new segment, one for now, one for later. Okay, that's when we talk about the game that we're playing right now that we're enjoying and then another game that we're looking forward to in the months to come. Mm-hmm. Uh before we get into the nitty gritty stuff, which is the seventy dollars and up possible games coming to next gen, uh, I had to take a, one earphone off just now because I couldn't—I couldn't believe what I was saying, <gasps> what I heard myself say. Uh, before we get to that, I wanted to do a little fun segment, see what you got. What you know, little John played—not little John, but you, John, when you were younger. What you played in, in during summer.
1: Oh, oh, we're doing the games that remind us of summer.
2: Yeah, we'll do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So Um, for me,
1: I got two. Mm -hmm. Should I do both or should I just do one?
2: Hit us with one.
1: Oh, all right. Well. Oh,
2: hit us with both. Hit us with both.
1: Well, I have a good one and a bad one. So the good one is Halo 2. Me Mm -hmm. and all my musical theater friends used to always go over to the LeBron's house uh, James, no, Jen, and Rachel. Oh, um, oh right, she's basketball. I never connected those dots. That's funny. Um, her dad—I don't know what his name was—but he had a whole room dedicated to Coca-Cola collection. It was awesome. There were Coca-Cola wow. memorabilia everywhere. Anyways, it was, that was my first experience did he have, of uh, multiple did he have Coca-Cola console Monopoly. Maybe. I can call him. You want to ask?
2: Only because we had a friend whose dad worked for Coca-Cola and he had Coca-Cola Monopoly.
1: Cool. <laughs> um, anyways, that was my first and kind of only experience with multi-console land parties. I definitely, uh, through my school and everything, we had computer land parties because we did fundraisers raising money for stuff by throwing land parties at our school. But... With the multiple consoles, where everybody comes over, hooks up their consoles to the network, and we do like twelve to sixteen player Halo Two on different TVs all summer long. It was the coolest. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun.
2: <laughs> I know yeah, that sounded like a not impressed wow, but I did mean like a. That, <laughs> no, it was great. That seems like that's a dream summer.
1: Yeah, it was really what awesome. Okay. Yeah, Adam, friends. Um, <laughs> on the polar <laughs> opposite. Sounds- just Cause 2. Oh, wait. Do you want to you no, talk no, about No, no,
2: please,
1: please, please. Okay. Polar opposite Just Cause 2. Uh, I had a gaming laptop. had taken a break from Games for All, so I hadn't really experienced, you know, the open world kind of format of games. So Just Cause 2, kind of my introduction to you. Nice-looking, blast-em-up, fun games. And I played it for a couple days right before I left for a trip going and filming in Bangladesh uh, for this nonprofit. Uh, and then since they couldn't pay us much money, they, the, one of the ways they paid us was they just flew us back a week later than <laughs> we were supposed to. <laughs> so I spent a week in Malaysia and, and pretty much spent all the money that I made on that shoot. Um, but as we were flying into Malaysia, I looked out and I realized it looked almost exactly like the uh, like fake country in Just Cause 2, like all the trees and everything flying down I was like this is awesome. Um, and then when I got back uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. So I played <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to... <laughs> It's uh, so I played it Just Cause like a punch 2. Line. I know It, it's it's was, yeah, it was it was
1: um, okay. I played Just Cause 2 for like probably a month straight without leaving my room <laughs> just like playing it all sad and just like I must escape Wait, did it didn't blow up the
2: world because you were reminded of it
1: um yeah it, it was like i was here and now i'm playing the game and i'm still here back before <laughs> my girlfriend broke up with me. Oh. <laughs> no yeah. not not that last part but um i mean that was that was such a fun game haven't been able to recapture that like open world flying around with the parachute experience into the, the third or fourth one no way yeah, those well, my are my summer memories.
2: Those are great. Well, I mean, half, half of it, was <laughs> positive. I I had a experience kind of, I mean, not as hardcore as your Halo Two one, but similar. Where like I just had a group of three other friends that we would play. There were a handful of games that we just all summer, just mm-hmm. constantly. think that's just all we did. Mario Kart Double Dash was one, which you got a song, you got a solid foursome. You know, Mm -hmm. constantly be double dash. And that's excellent. Um, Each spikers volleyball on the GameCube, which is doubles women's volleyball. And every time they get a point, they embrace feminism. Uh, It was feminism. It was.
0: I'm I'm into this. Actually, can we play this this summer?
2: Oh, I've I've always wanted us to play it at Funhouse. Always wanted
0: us to play it. I love women's beach volleyball. It's one of my one of the best things to watch during the Olympics. Yeah,
2: because they go they go for it. You know, yeah. they go hard they don't hold back um yeah, yeah there it say. is it, it was so much fun and uh, I could play it for hours and hours at least is it. this
1: why you were so good at real volleyball
2: yeah I learned everything from beach spikers pretty much nice. uh and then the, and then that's why I always embrace everyone after we mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. a point. Uh, like, oh, look at this. This is great. Do they
0: ha- yeah, do they have the animation where they, they have to get the sand out of the the small swimsuits they make them <laughs> <No>. wear? <laughs> <laughs> all all the sand that goes up their ass crack. I feel bad for them. Right. It's like a lot of more shorts for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> but They're yeah, like, no. that was the
2: last. We also played a lot of Mario Party at this time, and that would have been probably like Mario Party 6-ish. Because hmm. there were a couple mm. that came out on the GameCube. But yeah, that was it was just and you know, and I just think back to like that one summer and it was a blast. Adam, you got any?
0: Hey, I so you asked this question and like I legitimately thought about it. And most of my childhood has become a blur. And I, I think I've talked about this before. I, my, my life in video games has always been a very torrid affair where I was given video games and then they were taken away from me. So I'd have to go to <laughs> a friend's house and play them. It was some weird psychological damage uh, my mom was trying to play on me. I don't really understand it. So, uh, and like, I, I started working full time. Like I I started working basically as soon as I could. Uh, and I got like my first job when I was 16. So like I had a summer job. If I wasn't going to summer school, I was going to football practice. If I wasn't going to football practice, I was, um, you know, working like I would play games when I could, but it was like, I never really got to have like that summer where I just got to dick around and, you know, play a game all summer. Um, and Mm -hmm. I don't really remember being able to do much as a kid because when you live, with your uh authoritarian uh, family they don't let you do anything and it's like go outside and play which maybe ended up being better for me in the long term but the last game i could think of that reminded me of summer was vicious circle when we did the <laughs> vicious summer thing and i was like that felt like summer because it was hot and it was called vicious summer
2: and it was staged to look like summer
0: yeah <laughs> they said it was, was summer like, yeah <laughs> i mean it could have been i don't really recall but it, there's that joke on the Simpsons where they go, you know, uh, Homer tells Bart, like when you become my age, you miss every summer. And you're like, it, it's sort of a, it's true. It yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. I
2: should have prefaced mine by saying that I was not really a kid doing this. I was at least 20 doing my, <laughs> my summer. Cause I, Cause I wasn't really allowed to have games either. So yeah. I was at least, that was an adult. <laughs> I remember, summer.
1: I actually remembered um, another one. If you want oh, to please. Um, when Pokemon card games was big, my dad bought uh, a bunch of boxes of booster packs, and then one summer, me and the pastor's son would do manual labor, and he'd pay us a booster pack an hour, which was three, he'd pay us $3 an hour Man. Um, to do yard work and stuff, <laughs>
2: That's horrible. It's
1: yeah. not
0: the first time uh Pokemon have been involved with child labor, and it won't be the last.
1: So True. at
2: the time, did you realize the financial trade-off?
1: No. No, I didn't know what minimum wage was. My dad kept it from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it had to have been at least like the Charizard pack, right?
1: Like I don't no. know. No, I or, hit him on Chance for days. John, poor, that what
2: year would baby. you say that was approximately?
1: 98, 99, or 2000. Probably oh, so ninety eight or ninety-nine two thousand, yeah.
2: Back then if you were gonna buy a game, it would have cost a hundred dollars or more by this what this by well by inflation standards today. And that Holy brings us to our next topic. Um so yeah, you could have those three dollar Pokemon packs, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. Look so shocked. We talked about this before the show. Okay. Oh yeah, tell um, me more.
0: <laughs> Explain so. inflation to me, at least
2: Last week, 2K announced that NBA 2K21 will retail for sixty dollars on Xbox One and PS4. However, it will be ten dollars more at seventy dollars on PS5 and Xbox Series X. There's there's another tier to this where for a hundred dollars flat, players can get a Mamba Forever Edition that bundles both versions. So if you Carryover from last gen to next, you're covered. Uh, but this kind of started a conversation buzzing around the gaming world, which was, can we expect $70 to be the default pricing across next gen AAA games? Um, because right now, you know, you're looking at max base edition $60 for a game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not including microtransactions or any you know additional DLC or add-ons or stuff that you're getting. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's created a stir. It's created a conversation. And a lot of people, of course, are upset about this. However, different outlets are kind of doing the, you know, sensible thing. And they're taking a look back at pricing of games and equating it to infl- inflation and seeing, you know, is this really such a dramatic increase? Are we looking at this in a sensible way? Um, I our's, believe,
0: technic- I, I believe, their headline was uh, "Y'all being babies," which I, I don't agree <laughs> with. I think that is a very pompous way of looking down at the audience you're trying to appease. So um, maybe be careful, bloggers. Yeah. You're, you don't want to upset your base. Just saying.
2: Yeah, because I do really understand that if you're mi- not if you're making minimum wage, a ten dollar increase on something that's a lot. Like, yeah. That's you know.
1: We. Uh, um, I mean, also the current economic. I was sorry, going to say go ahead, the current sorry. economic uh, climate with everything yeah. that's going on, it seems like a bad time to up the prices, even though it's understandable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was, so I was talking to Eric Bador yesterday, and we we're just talking about uh, Sonic Spinball and how he got that as a kid, and there was that those times when you got a game, and like that was it. It was yeah. like it, you you know you all your friends would. So we were talking about games that reminded me of summer, and then he said, "Oh, Sp- Sonic Spinball." I remember playing it, being like. This game sucks, but I have to play it because yeah. this is all I have. <laughs> like yeah. I spent my I don't have money and I spent it all on this because it was called Sonic and it doesn't play like Sonic, but I gotta play it. <sighs> so
2: Yep. And and that's the question. I mean, there are lots of questions that this is raising in discussion. One of them being, now that AAA games are these massive, you know, fully realized worlds, like your cyberpunks. Do you need to buy that many games? Like, will this really impact people's buying habits if you can get one game that's going to last you six months? Um, there's a lot. I mean, we can we can delve into it. Um, uh, my biggest questions were like, you know, will we see an uptick in people subscribing to services like Xbox Game Pass, PlayStation Now? Um, those are five to fifteen dollars a month and ten dollars a month, respectively. Will people say, "Well, I don't want to pay for these, but I I can manage a subscription." Um, will people just buy fewer games? Will people wait for sales? Lean into more free-to-play games, or just turn to indies instead of buying these AAA games? What do you got? How are you guys feeling about
0: this? Sonic Spinball is still out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm a Sonic, Sonic Spinball today. apologist. I love that <laughs> game. <laughs> I hated
0: it. I hated it so much. <laughs> um, I did that thing. I booted it up and went, "Oh, it's a pinball game. I hate this." <laughs> well, there here goes the next twenty hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, For me, at least, I actually, a year or two ago, uh, kind of made a pivot to indie games. Not because of pricing or anything, but when I started, uh, I mean, I've I've talked about this, that I, you know, I have an interest in making games, uh, which I feel like a lot of people are like, (laughs) I'm going to make games. But uh, I started actually playing stuff to kind of look at the design of them and i very quickly realized that uh, most triple a games are exactly the same just with a different skin yeah and it was like well shit i'm not learning anything playing these games uh so i pivoted to indie games where they're smaller and they're much more focused on specific mechanics and exploring those mechanics um so for me i'm already like i've i've not played a lot of the AAA games that have come out over the past few years uh, just because uh, I feel like I've played those games before many times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I talked about it with Horizon Zero Dawn. I know everybody loved that. I was really into it until I reached the point where it's like, and now the world is open. And I guess because I, I bought the Game of the Year version that had all the DS DLC and the whole map just got covered in like side quest <laughs> points, and I was just like, "God damn it!" and and I and it, and it totally I'm took the same steam boat. out of myself.
0: yeah. Well, once you saw what it is, and then they're like, "This is a high level area, can't go here." I just went, "I've played this before, and I think this game looks great, and I think it's got a cool, some cool mechanics to it." But I don't, I don't have time for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that similar. I like, I felt like uh, overwhelmed. I don't know if that's sort of what you went through, John.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it was also more that like. All the base mechanics were stuff that we'd seen in a bunch of other games. So, like the climbing towers to reveal the map, and mm-hmm. there being certain collectibles you have to chase, certain collectibles behind puzzles. It's just like.
2: Yeah. I think what you're saying about indie games having to lean into unique mechanics instead of relying on fidelity is a pretty interesting point. And it's something that makes absolute sense that I don't think I've ever really thought about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Rachel Weber who's the managing editor of Games Radar she had an interesting perspective on this because she kind of feels like this isn't going to be a major deterrent to people that are buying next gen consoles like if she thinks if you're buying the console you're going to buy the games Uh, to quote her if you've already invested in a next generation console you're going to want to make the most of that investment with the real AAA games just like investing in a 4K TV and then skipping cheaper Blu-rays for Ultra HD ver- versions, uh, do you guys agree with that?
1: That is a great point, especially like I I didn't know much. I just heard seventy dollars games. I didn't think much more about it. But yeah, if it's just the next gen stuff, anyone who's going to have to pay seventy dollars is yeah already spending five six hundred dollars on a console. I thought it was mm-hmm. the idea was that it's just all games are going going up to seventy dollars. Oh. but yeah. If it's no, just yeah, next gen stuff, then it's like, yeah. That, I mean, that, that's what not, happened before. Yeah,
0: that's what happened with PS3, Xbox 360 when the games went up to sixty bucks. The PS2 games were still fifty dollars. That's that just seems to be the trend. It goes up every, goes up ten dollars every generation, and then we've talked about this before. As far as hobbies go, gaming is a bit on the more affordable side. It's still obviously it's costly, um, but as far as like being able to get a taste of current generation technology at a at a fair price it's pretty good um pc gaming starts you know it starts to get a bit crazier and then you know you can once you go into that world it starts to get a lot more expensive and it's it's a bit more daunting i think but like console gaming i think has always been somewhat welcoming compared to other hobbies like surfing or yeah there are uh, barbecuing uh golfing there's all these things that like I think you forget about, um, gaming tries to be affordable and that's typically why I think the console manufacturers take a loss on the hardware, even though it seems like it's fairly expensive for what's going into it.
2: Um, yeah. Well, or even what, what right now getting, sorry.
0: No, no, I, that's about what I, that's where I finish.
2: Sorry. I, I it, doing these over, uh, remotely is always so hard. I, I prefer I you know to yell
0: at done. me in my face. <laughs> I miss those days.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, keep talking and not <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, t- uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> did I you have something
2: I, I forgot what I even interrupted Adam to say. Well something uh, that
1: you brought up before uh, before we started Elise was the um that they did they analyzed they an- analyzed for inflation because <laughs> From what I understand, even back in the 70s, games were $60. Like, it hasn't changed. The cost to make games has gone up by the millions. Mm -hmm. But the price of games...
2: I would say that, I would argue the cost to go up, to make them has gone up. Because what you're getting out of them has, has expanded greatly. Like the game that you bought at $60 in the 90s is not the same game that you're buying at $60 today, what you're getting yeah. out of the hours upon hours. Um, you know, ours Technica looked at some of the economics of it all and past gaming price points, and they had, you know, late-era NES games and early-era N64 titles priced at sixty nine ninety nine, which was the equivalent of $110 today. <sighs> um Early Saturn PlayStation games in '96 sold for sixty dollars. That's about a hundred in today's pricing. So yeah, like I, I know it's everyone kind of likes to just point to inflation. Um, I, w- I remember what I was going to say Adam when I so rudely cut you off. It was that uh, it was, it was you know rude. even in <laughs> when <laughs> when you know like you're saying that gaming isn't such an expensive hobby even now when there's you know we're bordering a recession and people are out of work gaming is an industry that isn't suffering yeah. um, people are still buying games uh because especially now you know we're all in quarantine but it is i think like you're saying it's it's a hobby that they can justify putting hours and hours into like if you go play golf and you spend a hundred dollars playing golf that day that's that day
0: mm-hmm. and it's done mm. and you can't
2: return to it and that's it but that game yeah. you
0: can you I, I, i'm also i'm not i'm not saying gaming is like it, it isn't I mean, the most affordable thing you could do is like exercise without equipment. Like go, you know, run. That's probably like the, one of the, Yeah, (laughs) I'm just saying like (laughs) any sort of like hiking, hiking is a great hobby that is super affordable. Um, basic, I mean, art is also a, that that's another, that's a rabbit hole. You can go down where it's like, all you need is a pencil and some paper, but then art supplies get super expensive. Most hobbies have different thresholds, but as far as gaming goes, um, they they keep trying to make it affordable and i think that's why you're seeing a lot of the the companies pushing for cloud gaming and those sorts of things where they go you have the tv you don't have to worry about the hardware just pay us monthly forever for the rest of your life and your <laughs> games will be behind this paywall much like the office is behind netflix like that's what they want mm-hmm. that's where they want to pivot to because they f- f- when they first started making consoles it was like We're going to release this thing called the Odyssey or the Atari 2600 or the NES, and we're going to make a profit off the hardware, except the hardware became more sophisticated and more uh, costly. And they realized we can't sell this thing for what it's the thousands of dollars that it costs to make. So we have to take a loss on it in the hope that we'll make it back on the software side. So -hmm. they want to find a way to get around that entirely where they go. Well, the hardware just falls. It's it plays on whatever it plays on your phone. Everyone has a phone. We don't need to make consoles anymore except the streaming technology is not even close to where we need it to be for that to work. But when you wonder why so many companies are trying to jump into that market, that's why.
1: And when Money. ISPs are refusing to upgrade their services, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, consumers don't need fiber. No, you already have more than
0: enough. Except now we need it more than ever, and we're still using internet that's probably 10 to 15 years behind where it should be. Yeah, uh, some people more than that. You know, when some people are still using dial-up. When I don't, yeah, and we rely on this stuff day to day. I just people are I on look it in work. my
2: neighbor's window. That's mm-hmm. how bad my internet is. I have I have to look through my window into their window, see what they got on their computer, because <laughs> mine's so slow. <laughs> They're scrolling BuzzFeed over there. <laughs> they scroll so yeah. fast. I'm am t- trying to shout the my quiz I, responses. Out <laughs> them.
0: What what I what I love in this even in this day and age. We still don't know how to properly show off what fast internet looks like. So like, I was watching the uh, some of the Overwatch uh, finals or the Overwatch League stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's sponsored by Xfinity or whatever. And it's like, you have the fastest internet, so you're the better gamer. I'm like, I don't think it works that way. Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of other network things in between that, but it, then it just, I could just imagine the day of the shoot where the guy goes, the guy goes, okay, now you just won your you won the game. React. And he goes, Yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you win a game because you're spending $150 on your internet a month, and you're like, i I was faster than him. I have a, <laughs> it's better. It's like, well, no, you still have to go through the server, whatever. However, you want to market your product, go for it. Anyway. Well, by that logic, maybe
2: if I buy these more expensive games, I will be the better gamer.
0: That's how there it works. John, go.
2: John Smith's buying his last gen and I'm buying my next gen for ten dollars more. That's not true. That I'm so jelly. <laughs> but uh, uh, something that you touched on was like was the cloud, Adam, digital, and I think that's some uh, that's an argument that I'm seeing in response to this price increase is is uh, disgruntled you know consumers saying, well, I'm paying ten dollars more, but I'm just going to buy it digitally. I'm not even paying for your overhead, your brick and mortar store where I'm buying this from, and that to me goes back to games are bigger, they're more expensive. I know that's not it's not brick and mortar, but that you know that. 90 hour 120 hour cyberpunk game you're going to get that took a lot more um than the game you would have bought 15 years ago from a brick and mortar store where there is overhead
0: to play wait, devil's advocate You're calling the audience babies at least <laughs> No I don't,
2: mean, I,
0: I don't become the bloggers this is what killed your old job I truly
2: I truly think that uh there for people that you know $10 is a lot I I sympathize with you a ton I wish I wish this was the sort of thing where we knew also that you know that that ten dollars more was going to help alleviate stuff like crunch. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it's not just lining a corporation's pockets. Uh, yeah.
0: but, but you know, I mean, that, to play that, devil's advocate that, at least. Oh. go for. It. Oh no, go for it. Go
1: for it. I was going to say to play devil's advocate. The the announcement came from Two K that NBA Two K Twenty One is the game that's going to be priced ten dollars more, which. I feel like for more than a decade, all these annual sports games have been uh, kind of criticized for just being reskins and not really innovating, and really just being the same game year after year. So mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with the sentiment that, like, yeah, games like Cyberpunk and other games like that definitely warrant a price increase, but maybe not these shitty <laughs> annual games yeah. that are seem low effort and I don't know. It's, I've never played just, them, they, so they know, I don't actually they know. know. There's
0: an, they know there's an audience for it, and that's that's sort of the, the ongoing issue, is that this is a hobby that always has the latest greatest, right? There's always something new. It's like the tech industry. There's always the next iPhone. There's always the next Mac or the next PC, the next NVIDIA card, all these sorts of things. And they have found that there is a more casual player who's into sports games. There's obviously crossover there but there are people who say new number. I want it. That's the one game I'm going to buy. It's there. And they have proven year after year that they will continue to do that. So it falls on the consumer in a way it's a a two way street, but enough people said I'm okay paying $60 a year for the same thing because the number has increased. I think other more of the hardcore gaming audience is a lot more vocal about those sorts of things. And, uh, rest rest his logic but um spool made his argument for the one dollar one hour thing and it seems <laughs> to hold true for a lot of people where that is some sort of weird math we have created that that makes sense but like sports games i just feel like are in their own realm in some way it's it's a lot like um pay-per-view. it's very niche yeah it's, it's, Our-
2: it's wildly popular and yet niche
0: <laughs> sort of yeah i mean or like um like sports packages people will spend whatever it is i am actually not sure I know I think Omar's the only person I know who, or at Pi coupe for uh MLB and it's something mm-hmm. like hundred and fifty dollars a year or something just to watch baseball the most boring sport in the world, which I also enjoy <laughs> but it is boring and I was like, you, you spend how much to watch man throw a ball and hit with stick oh mercy <laughs> but that's their man
2: that's their man throwing the ball yeah
0: yeah he his colors match my he's not from that city no. He, they flew him in from somewhere else and gave him more money, but he played for my color. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, well, we're going to talk about this more because I also did some surveying on Twitter to gauge how you the gamers feel about this but first a word from our sponsor technology has improved almost everything phones cars shopping you name it yet mattresses have more or less stayed the same why is that we deserve better finally the mattress has evolved thanks to purple this is because of their secret tech you might not know but they have the purple grid a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style purple is for everybody, no matter how you sleep It's designed with over 2800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. So you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. It's going to feel just right. The purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. I love that. It's truly a mattress that does it all. I have a purple pillow and it's really comfortable. It's really cool. Feels great for your shoulders you won't be disappointed. Trust me. You can count on resting easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra durable purple grid won't sink or lose shape. It's going to stay intact. And purple is so confident in what they do in this that every purple mattress comes with free shipping, returns and a risk-free 100 night trial. So use it for 100 nights. See how you feel. So experience the next evolution of sleep now. Go to purple.com slash dude soup and use promo code dude soup. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash DudeSoup, promo code DudeSoup, D-U-D-E-S-O-U-P, for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Remember, terms apply. So yeah, I just just out of pure curiosity and to kind of get us some feedback for this podcast, posted a question, a poll on Twitter to see um, how my gamers feel about this $10 potential price increase this this uh default price increase for next gen games and whether they see themselves consequently buying fewer games and here are my results i i had 31,498 people that voted holy smokes i know everybody was really into it so thank you everybody for voting and a lot of people also responded and gave me just some like anecdotal feedback which i appreciated i have a, a bunch of comments pulled that i'll read to you guys um But the results were 56.2% people said, yes, they do see themselves buying fewer games if this is how next-gen games will be priced. 29.9% said, no, they're still going to be buying the same amount, theoretically. And 13.9% were interested in an alternative like Game Pass or PS Now, a subscription service, so that way they're not buying title after title at this top price point.
0: Um, Mm. uh, That is something, too, that I think the gaming industry is different than many others i and may, maybe not maybe it is similar to golf and uh you know skateboarding and other things where if you wait long enough things go down in price but i always thought that yeah. made the gaming industry unique where yeah they're charging this much for these games but if you wait six months sometimes even three months you wait to a holiday sale sometimes you get these things for half off and that's what i did with doom doom eternal i mean i bought that day off but i mean that that's that's <laughs> That's what the industry does. It preys upon that feeling of you need it now. Oh, what are your friends now, yeah. playing? Yeah, you see all your friends playing. It and it's like, oh, let's make a friends list so we can see what our friends are playing and make you feel left out, you idiot. Now buy it. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. there's a hype cycle that starts two years before a game comes out. So that way you're on the brink of if it's really saying, I, I've been waiting so long. I need to play this now. I can't wait any longer. I won't be part of the zeitgeist. I'll, mm. Something will get spoiled for me if I don't play it. Um, and the thing is like, I think for us and what we do, it's a, it's sometimes a little bit, a little bit harder to escape it, but I mm-hmm. have some friends that, you know, they're not anywhere near this industry and they just kind of get a game, you know, a year after it's come out when they sort of catches their eye or whatever,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying like cyberpunk will be $30 you know, come holiday or you'll, you'll be able to get a, there'll be some sort of deal yeah. for it. If you wait long enough and it usually comes down to that where it's like, well, I don't want to wait. And it's like, well, then you have to pay more money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's how the, that's how they get you. That's the drug. That's the dopamine hit. Yeah. And I was so at Walmart
1: like yeah. and I bought Twister on DVD for $5 yeah. from a bargain bin. It's very simple.
0: You played the waiting game. That was mm-hmm. smart. That's what you did. You, what did you wait for Bill Paxson to die? Was that what it was? <laughs> it lost all value. <laughs> You're a monster.
2: Uh, I have a, a tweet response from James B. Jones. He's he's worked in gaming for a really long time. J-B-J. I believe he writing on games. Uh, he, he responded and said, I see the increase in game pricing leading to an exponential growth of both Games Pass and P- PS Now. At the same time, I also see it breathing new life into the mid-tier market for games we're going to see a lot more indie and modestly budgeted, budgeted double A games going for around $40 U S. And I think that's a, that's an interesting price point too. Is that like that $40, you know, maybe now it would have been $30, but like the rocket leagues, the um, way outs, those kind of games mm-hmm. that aren't like exactly triple A, but they're not, you know, they're from a, a more, um, you know, modest studio.
0: Oh, they I going to say civilized era or whatever Obi-Wan <laughs> said.
1: Well, also, uh, I'm curious with these next gens, how many games are actually going to be utilizing? Like how AAA <laughs> does a game have to be to use the maximum potential of these new consoles? Like,
0: I mean, yeah, that, it's you're, you're right. It, it's so much more. It's becoming more and more like a PC where mm-hmm. it would be odd if you wanted to play control with RTX abilities that you'd have to buy the game for 10 dollars more um, yeah. because you already you ate the cost when you bought a a 2080 you know like so the software is it's it doesn't really matter that that's not exactly consequential but like now with the consoles are like well you want to utilize that solid state and the those new ray tracing abilities in 8k now the software costs more you go wait what i don't that doesn't make a lot of sense cuz the game's basically the same just has a few bells and whistles now there's nothing like gra- I guess yeah, maybe graphically it's a bit more upproduced, but the consoles aren't as different as I feel like we were when we were jumping from like PS one to PS two. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I
2: might be thinking of this wildly, but like, and then say you do the, you say you do the d- same DLC for next gen that you do on last gen, does the DLC on next gen merit being more expensive because it requires slippery more, slope? Yeah, is a kind of a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's something that we haven't re- even really talked about is a lot of the feedback I was getting to, to this tweet was people saying, you know, I don't want to pay $70 and then also be paying for season passes, microtransactions, anything additional. A lot, of, a lot of people also were kind of, you know, maybe in a little bit more of a, of a um, critical way thinking like, well, I don't want to pay $70 for a game if it's going to have to have patching day one. Like I'm, I'm paying more for not even like a finished game, uh. Which that's to me is still, it still boils down to there's more going into these games. Um,
0: that's the hope, right? It's yeah, it's the hope. You, you see what what's the game Godfall, and it just looks kind of okay. You know, I I don't know if that's a seventy dollar game, but it's they made the the rush to be next gen before anyone else, and you're gonna play and mm. go, well, this this looks and feels like Diablo, but. I guess it's pretty. You know, uh, you're gonna have to wait a little bit before those those consoles are actually utilizing the new tech. Anyway, this always happens. That's that's the other thing yeah. too. It's like when the when the 360 came out, we're like, oh my god, it's it's a next gen console. It's high definition. Perfect darts dark is awful. Like it <laughs> it looks pretty, or it it got me in looking pretty, but it, it controls like crap and it looks like crap.
1: Well, uh, also I, since yeah. it's more powerful. Is it just going to be that games can be less optimized <laughs> because the better systems can handle it so they don't need it to like run super well or something? I don't know how all that back end stuff works, but
2: I'm trying to remember there was there was one franchise that like when they were was crossing over to next gen, they released one title. Was it Assassin's Creed released one title for last gen and then they released. a diff- They released them at the same time. I remember oh, Shadow a, of Mordor
1: was, um, oh. the like on 360 it didn't have the nemini, nemin, nemesis system <laughs> the n- because the like the AI behind it was was too intensive so yeah. like mm-hmm. it it released just like a it was like a neutered version of the game on 360 This was,
2: this was like they just released two different games at
0: the, at
1: was, the same uh, time because they were ups- think, they didn't
2: want to upset people
0: Yeah I think it was Rogue and then they did Black Flag at the same time. So like maybe you can play as Haytham in this one. I forget. I think it may have been a last I, gen title. I, I and then they eventually it ported it over.
1: Hmm.
0: Um I could be wrong though. I I, I I faintly recall what you're saying though, at least.
2: Yeah, I think I think you might be right that it was Assassin's Creed.
1: I swear um, I played Black Flag that. on 360, Black Flag. Oh. I'm not good at it saying may words. Been i thought black
0: flag was a ps i remember being a ps4 launch title, but that was also one of those games where it it came out they came out close enough to get each other like um tony hawk's american wasteland where remember that game launched on ps2 but then like it's a launch title on xbox 360 and it's like yeah but it doesn't it it doesn't really do anything
2: yeah Yeah. yeah i was also getting hollered at a lot by my fellow canadians who I mentioned it earlier, but they're all like, you know, we're already paying eighty dollars mm. for, you know, new games, and then this is going to take us over a hundred dollars. Which, you know, you think like, oh well, in U.S. dollars, it's this, it's only this amount, but it's it's still dipping into our our coin purses, yeah. our loonies, our toonies.
1: Well, <laughs> Canadian <laughs> dollars are just like Monopoly money, though, right? It's
2: they're polymer, uh, so you can't tear the bills. Oh, that's tweeting. cool. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's. it's good
0: uh people it's called good. it out it's rogan unity those are rogan when, unity. those oh, are the ones yes, unity. at the same time yeah so they said we we still remember you old console friends <laughs> and uh play this I'm, for a discounted rate
2: i'm curious if that kind of stuff will happen again that was a little rare
0: mm. um,
2: yeah there was another tweet i got from moose shark who said others may have already said it But games have been the same price for a long time, while things around us are constantly fluctuating in price. It's honestly surprising that games didn't go up in price sooner. Controllers already cost more than last gen. PS3 to PS4, ten dollars more.
1: Yeah, and they're making fancy controllers. Adam has the (laughs) goddamn Elite S or whatever. Oh yeah. So does so does
0: Elise. Don't don't leave her out. I mean, come on, Adam. What I didn't. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's too heavy
2: it's, for my hands. It's a, it's a nice <laughs> controller.
0: Well, but then the other thing is, yes, the, the the prices haven't changed much, but then there's all these sort of invisible, you know, gimmies. Uh there, you know, like, oh, Tetris 99 is free, but you need Nintendo Plus or whatever it's yeah. called, you know, uh, Nintendo Online. What is it even called? I don't
1: know. It's but Nintendo I have Online, it. right? Nintendo Switch Online? I don't know. I do Something not like have that.
2: it. I wish I had um, it, but I don't.
1: There was uh, that actually, deal on yeah. Twitch where you got a whole year for free or something. That's
0: why I have it. Thank you. Yep. I was trying Wait, to think what? why. How I, I post
1: about it in Funhouse Office like 10 different times. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: but what were the stipulations for it? The stipulation just, was you signed up Twitch and you got
1: three months free, but then you had to come back three months later and sign up for the next nine months. So I set a reminder on my calendar. So I announced it in Funhouse Office. I said, sign it for three months. And then three months later, I was like, all right, if you sign up for those three months, you got to sign up for the nine months now. So I got a whole wow. year for free. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Thrifty. It's also, it's uh. only,
0: it, it's also, I, I keep, I'm, you know, this is how you justify these things. You go, it's only $30 a year or something, but that's how, that's how they get you. So yeah, there's, there are more microtransactions than ever. There are more, uh, there's more DLC. There's more, there's all these things where they're, they're trying to make games, you know, as a service, these sorts of things keep coming back. So it's like, yeah, the prices haven't really changed, but the, the way they monetize them has significantly and whether it's, I, I always see it as this is, these are necessary evils in a way to try to keep things from getting too out of control price wise. But at the same time, it is also, it always feels like your, your is under, under attack of that- becoming too costly.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great point, a counterpoint to this whole argument, that the DLC, the price of games has gone up drastically because every game has a season pass, uh, or at least every AAA game has a season pass. Content is, like, paywalled or gatekept for... So, like, to actually get the full game that releases over the course of a year, it's upwards of $100. So, if they're going to up the price again then it's, you know, they already have up the price, but secretly.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, and, I mean, we, going back to Spool though, if, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. if, you were paying, if you were paying $60 for a 360 game that you played for 15 hours and now you're paying $70 for a Xbox Series S game that you're going to play for, like, 80 hours, you know, yeah. should we be so up in arms about it?
1: I'd I beat Far School Cry has. 3
2: like six times. What, what point are you making? I, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, what was that? <laughs> $1 one hour. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, um. I, I mean, get you can start getting to the nitty-gritty on that one, too. or are like, well, how often are you doing the same thing over and over? Well, that's most video games. Like, yeah. you can play Tetris. Like, as as my brain went, ooh, wow, in, you know, the last <laughs> 20 hours. And it did not. I am upset. I will like a refund now. Oops, I put in 300 hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's always the best thing. It's like a thumbs down, like, this game sucks, and it's 450 hours played. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
2: we'll get to, to some game plan in a moment. But first, a word <gasps> from our sponsor.
0: ExpressVPN is a software that we and thousands of our fans use every day to protect our data online. In the time since we started using ExpressVPN, hacking methods have grown even more sophisticated. We're sure many of you are working from home these days and without your IT department to protect you from online threats, it's important that you take action on your own to secure your devices you use for work that's why we recommend using expressvpn for the best online protection possible it's more important than ever to protect your online data using the web without protection is like going to bed with the front door unlocked speaking as someone who has gone through this personally i can tell you it is not fun one of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with expressvpn you click one button on your computer or smartphone and you are protected now i personally use ExpressVPN every day for our recordings and meetings. For some reason, our VoIP client of choice decided that my internet needed to be throttled, which then resulted in countless drop calls or just degraded quality. For the last week, I've been using ExpressVPN to reroute my server location, and the problem has been magically solved. Now, I can't tell you if this is how ExpressVPN was meant to be used, but I can tell you right now, my coworkers are no longer mocking me for sounding like a robot, and that is fantastic. So my only question is, why haven't you gotten ExpressVPN yet? Visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com dude and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. That's expressvpn.com dude.
2: Thank you. Before the sponsor, I alluded to some game playing. And that was uh, for a new segment—one for now, one for later. This is where we talk about a game that we're playing right now, and then look to another game, an upcoming game that we're hyped about. John, take us away. What are you playing right First now? First
1: off, Elise, love the title of this new segment. Think Thank it's you. great. Um, for me, right now, I'm playing Dark Souls Three. Uh, I, I I'm not sure if y'all are familiar, but back Hot when Sekiro. Back when Sekiro okay. came out, I got all the way to Isshin, Sword Saint. Then I took a break. And then when I came back, I forgot how to play the game. And I just gave up. So a few months later, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start with Demon's Souls. And I'm going to play through every single Soulsborne game. And then get to Sekiro and redeem myself. So I'm now on Dark Souls 3, playing through that. Uh, and then I'm gonna move on to Sekiro, and finally redeem myself and beat Ishin Sword Saint. So that's this has been a year long journey for me because I have taken many breaks. But at least, at least settle down. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> Are happen. So, Are you streaming Sekiro? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm streaming Dark Souls three right now. I've streamed all of them, all the games.
2: Because I know James. James is gonna want to watch you play. When you okay. get to that. I know, James,
1: I know it. Cl- James claims that he beat Ishin on like his second try or something. I think he what cheated. Difficult-
2: I mean, are there difficulties?
1: No. Nope. Nope. Oh. There was hot debate last year, at least. Does Sekiro wow. need to have a game, easy game mode?
2: I remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, which I, d- I felt like that was uh, slanderous towards the uh, <laughs> community of people that need accessibility options to enjoy games. Because it was less the question of, should there be an easy mode and more? Should there be more accessibility options in games? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, those dirty journalists trying to make that quick buck on catchy headlines, <laughs> mm-hmm. they talk All about the easy babies. mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm playing right now. And, cool. and
2: then, what are you looking, I'm forward, looking to? forward to? What's coming up?
1: Is a game that I've played the demo of about a 100 times because uh, it's very short. It's Carrion. It's basically, you may have remembered earlier in the stream when I said you heard of The Thing. That's because (laughs) this game, you basically play as The Thing. Uh, It's amazing. It's so fun. It's so satisfying. Crawling around in vents, reaching out, eating like scientists and stuff. It's so fun and so cool. And so it's like the opposite of a horror game. Uh, where you're the you're scariness? The yeah, yeah, you're the horror. Um, That's
2: cool.
0: It's you're just so cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So I can't wait for it. it's coming out July 23rd. I think. So it's mm-hmm. right around the corner. They Devolver Digital announced it. Um. But yeah, I'm so stoked. It's so are there,
2: cool. Are there like different kind of layers to? how you're playing as the thing or is it just kind of like smashing and grabbing?
1: It's kind of like a Metroidvania where you unlock abilities over time. Um, mm. At least in the, in the demo, you unlock like one or two abilities. So I'm guessing the, the rest of the game will be like that. Um, and you also, your size and strength depends on your damage that you've taken. So you get big and weighty and you're just smashing through things. But then if you get shot, you shrink down to this little thing that's like darting around. So it's pretty cool. And it seems dynamic. I don't think I'll get tired of it by the end.
2: Yeah, that seems really neat. Uh, Is that out soon?
1: July 23rd. 12 or 11 days from when we're recording this.
0: (laughs) John's Um, just marking it off his calendar. Oh, wait. Nine
1: days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they showed it during the press conference. Oh, yeah. Sorry, God.
2: What's your one for now or your two for now?
0: Uh, the games I'm, I'm currently swapping through are The Last of Us 2, haven't finished it yet, Tetris Effect, and Overwatch. They're like, a little bit of everything when I need nice. it. So variety, I still like
1: to... Variety gamer.
0: Yeah, I still need, like, my shoot things fix, and that's, like, you know, mm-hmm. a, a few minutes of over Overwatch here and there, and then I'm trying to finish the Last of Us so I can be part of the, uh, the zeitgeist and know what everyone's talking about like what sex scene i haven't got there yet hold on <laughs> is there one i hope so uh is tetris,
2: is tetris effect like your handheld game
0: that's just a game that uh so i, I discovered tetris 99 over the weekend and then i remember that tetris 99 i'm sorry tetris effect had come out on pc and i wanted to give that a try and i saw it, and it is very kind of therapeutic um it's just kind of a nice way to unwind it's it's a it's a great game the unfortunate thing is uh it is this is the first time i found a way to complain about the epic game store but it's very uh specific to me so uh forgive forgive my rant being very very adam specific but because it's on the epic game store you cannot stream the game from your pc to a living room like situation if you have like a nvidia shield or any of those like a uh, what it, what it, uh, Steam had their own like Steam Link Steam Link, hmm. yeah, Seem that, like that never thing that came to us. With. Um, and so Tetris Effect, since it is on the Epic Games Store, you can add it to Steam. And when you launch it, it crashes out because it tries to do a DRM check, which is the dumbest thing in the world. That when it launches, it doesn't launch correctly. So that's a bummer. Um, so I'm I'm it's it's a game that I feel like should be played on a couch in a couch situation. So. Uh, probably get a refund and then just buy it on PS4. But I wanted to do the the whole PC experience because apparently it had some bells and whistles on it, like HDR and some other fancy things. But nice. Uh, that's that was a bit of a bummer. So yeah, I, I finally have a, a gripe with the Epic Games Store. You bastards! Shut it I down.
2: Thought you, I thought maybe you got you got it on like Switch or something.
0: No, I don't think. It, I think it was only on PlayStation. Uh, and then yeah, it'll be on Steam eventually. But yeah, just kind of a bummer. But like I said, it, I, when I, when I Google searched the problem, I was like, uh, Tetris, uh, effect, Nvidia shield, no work. And you know, there's one Reddit thread with no answers on it. So I'm like, there's, there's threes of us. There are, there are people who need to stream games from their computer to their living room and wasted a bunch of time running a hardline cable from one room to the other, uh, there, there are us, but yeah. Then looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima next week or this week, actually three days. Crap. Yeah. And and uh, Halo Infinite at the end of the year. I think those are my two most uh, well, go- Ghosts because I think it's just coming out so soon and it's getting some hype behind it. And mm-hmm. I like Sucker Punch. Oh yeah, so.
2: the reviews are out today and they're pretty universally positive. Today that we filmed this podcast, which is Tuesday the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I I only saw glowing reviews, which didn't really seem out of the norm it was kind of what i was thinking yeah
0: they seem they seem kind of all over the place but i really enjoyed second son uh the last infamous and mm-hmm. i just i like that studio i think they do some good stuff and the game looks gorgeous and i've Did- heard it's like a Sekiro light uh i'm mm. into it um and flute guy Fluke guy remember flute guy
2: yeah oh he yeah got a lot of hate he got a lot of hate didn't yeah he's on the it, box probably. he's on
0: the he's on he's the cover art i don't know if you remember. <laughs> um.
2: I for my one for now i uh, i like just just started this on switch old man i've had it for a long time but old man's journey which is kind of a delightful little story game where you're following you know an old man on on his journey <laughs> it's, his just, journey it's just to a what? delightful thing i yes? I haven't really discovered that yet I, I think it might have something to do with lost love etc. Um, I like the art just, style. You know, you're you're yeah, manipulating it's... manipulating environments and stuff to traverse it and mm-hmm. it's just it, you get little flashback glimpses of story and things like that. It's I Honestly I do really want to give this game the, the fair shake it deserves and the attention because I've wanted to play it for a while and it, it's so beautiful looking but I have to say like Super Mario Maker or Super Paper Mario Origami King is out in a couple days and once that's out like you know I'm going to be playing that yeah. Uh so this is just a little little thing that I was like, ah, I'll pick this up and start this cuz James and I had we had been taking turns playing Last of Us 2. We finished that. Um so um Paper Mario is is my
0: What wasn't there some controversy with Paper Mario though? Like people are upset about the combat in the last yeah,
2: one. Yeah. I heard that that um the combat is more like you're doing these like attack chains where you're like you And it's less focused on, like, more traditional RPG combat than, than say, like, a Paper Mario Thousand-Year Door. I Mm. I did hear some criticism of the combat, and and I saw some people saying, like, or reviewers saying, you know, I found myself just running through combat scenarios because, oh, you also don't gain, if I'm remembering correctly, you don't gain XP from combat scenarios. So, like... There's if you can just avoid a combat session, like you might as well just run through it.
0: Oh, uh, that's that's the new one or that's the older that's, one. That's
2: that's what I'm hearing about this one. Oh, is that like because you're not getting XP, you're not using it to level up, skill progression or anything? Like you might as well if you, you know, and then you, you when you return to an enemy, those enemies that you just fought painstakingly doing those like attack um, chains or whatever, they've they've respawned. Huh. So, yeah, that's kind of disappointing to hear. Um, Like, because you, you know, if you're doing those, like, those grunt, meaningless fights, you want that XP to mean something. But so I I probably will play it the same way, running through a lot of those encounters, unless I absolutely have to do them. But I'm still excited for the game. mm
1: -hmm. Sorry. At least not to jump back a little bit, but Old Man's Journey reminded me of, I had to Google it and remember what it's called. Did you ever play Samorost? No. Um, so it seems very similar in terms of the puzzling. It's S-A-M-O-R-S-O-T. Uh, it's basically this game. It's so beautiful. But you're doing the same thing where you're running around and kind of changing the environment to allow this character to traverse oh, yeah, that,
2: it. That um, really the first pretty. one
1: came out back in the day on Flash. Uh, the third one came out a couple years ago on mobile and and PC. Um, yeah, but
2: I, I see one Samoros 3 on Steam is like 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, if you like uh, kind of the puzzle style of Old Man's Journey, I think you'd really be into the Samoros series.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, this reminds me a little bit of Gardens Between. Did you ever play any of that?
1: Gardens Between. You guys can kind be making of, things maybe, yeah. up. Maybe I, just, just... <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like oh, just, yeah, just really Oh, yeah, you told me about level. this.
2: Yeah, um, well, I will look for that, John.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, that that looks right at my alley. The after other, my,
1: Origami King.
2: After Origami King, because I'm sorry, Old Man's Journey, but I'm gonna have to go for it uh, when it comes <laughs> out in a couple of days. My one for he later. He doesn't care.
0: He <laughs> just must find his dead wife or something. Oh. Yeah.
2: My uh, my one for later was the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope, uh, the Little Hope episode, which comes out October thirtieth.
0: Uh, This this is not Man of Medan.
2: It's from it's part of that Man of Medan anthology. So Man of Medan was like the first episode. And now Mm -hmm. this is the next installment. And I thought Man of Medan was was fun. It was neat. Um, It it I'm not really a big fan of like that nautical setting that they did. Mm
1: -hmm. This one that
2: feels like a little bit more of just a traditional spooky kind of like. Yeah, it's like people, you know, stranded. Somewhere in the town of Little Hope, which is pretty dark, it looks like it has some secret to it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is kind of what I'm, what I'm into.
1: Okay, and Sa- uh, Adams. it's got what? Will Poulter, that that actor you love,
0: who? Will what? Poulter. Who's Will Coulter
1: Poulter. I'll post a picture of him. You know who I'm talking Will? about. There he
0: Poulter. is. Oh, you love him.
1: Um, you love him not Wahlberg yeah not Wahlberg. <laughs> he
0: that's right, he yeah. will
1: will Poulter just
2: dropped out of the Lord of the Rings series <gasps> good or it was it was released that he did it was announced he, that
0: he has did. He, he he has a uh, writer a brighter future ahead of him because of it <laughs> it would have That'll just see. weighed him down <laughs> I don't, uh, know, his, so I don't know this guy what? Yeah, you
2: do. He's in. He was in the Black Mirror, Mirror Bandersnatch. Uh, I didn't see
1: that. Oh, really? I, I, he's a Maze Runner kid, that. right? Yeah, Maze Runner boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I from I, uh, I'm
1: sorry. aware
0: of his existence, but I don't. I don't actively seek. Uh, I already forgot his name. Will Coulter.
1: He was also in Midsummer, the where the Millers. All of your favorite oh, movies, oh. Adam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Midsummer was a a solid seven out of ten for me. I enjoyed it. Will not be going back. But well, he was good in it. I, I enjoyed him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He was less blonde than the photo you sent me. Well, sad. The The Tolkienverse will will miss him. I wish him the best. Who's
2: going to play those, Gollum? Thank you for those kind words, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up our show for today. Thank you, everyone on RT First for watching. Uh, and everyone who will be watching on YouTube in the future uh i hope that you're enjoying your summer of gaming and that you check us out live every day on roosterteeth.com thanks adam thanks john hey thanks anytime. for having me being here today
0: <laughs> always a blast and thank you nick, for watching thank Elise. you
2: thanks nick and thank thank you to me <laughs> <laughs>
0: bye everybody uh bye,
2: bye.